one of you who confesses Jesus as Lord of the universe signs up for a significance beyond anything you ever dreamed. And I mean business men and women here, homemakers, students. To belong to Jesus is to embrace the nations. Your heart was made for this. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Made for Missions podcast, where our heart is to mobilize Christians towards the Great Commission. For more information, go to my website at mikefalkenstein.com. That's Mike Falkenstein, F-A-L-K-E-N-S-T-I-N-E.com. Thanks for joining us. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for so much for joining us on the Made for Missions podcast. I am your host, Mike Falkenstein, and I'm here again with my co-host, Ken Watmore. Uh, Ken, uh, you may or may not know this, but uh, we are now recording the 20th episode of the Made for Missions podcast. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. It's really great. <laughs> so we'll be eating the, the 20th episode sheet cake after recording. So <laughs> Awesome. I didn't know. I'm on a diet, though. So, uh, You know, when they do these... Uh, TV episodes and they get to a certain amount of episodes, you know, they've got a celebration. So we ought to do at least something. Yeah. Right. right? Yeah. yeah. So, so, well, it's great to, uh, to be with you again, everyone. Thanks for joining us. And in this episode, we've actually got a real fun, you know, we wanted to start off, uh, 2016 as we get into the new year kind of in the right way. And, you know, I've just been doing a lot of brainstorming as it relates to the podcast. And Ken, as you know, uh, we've got a heart to mobilize Christians towards the Great Commission, Mm -hmm. which is kind of, you know, make movement towards or, you know, provide resources for uh, is kind of the definition of that word mobilize. And, you know, I can't think of a better way to mobilize everyone towards the Great Commission than uh, what we'll be doing over the next two episodes. So uh, what we'll be doing first is talking about this idea of sharing your testimony or sharing your story of how you came to know Jesus. And then secondly, and we've broken this up intentionally, uh, we're going to be talking about then sort of how to share the gospel uh, with others, right? So there's these six steps that we use. It's just crucial to be able to share your testimony in it. Yeah, it really is. And I, you know, we've talked before. This is the kind of the foundation of you know how you share the gospel, even right. I mean, the easiest thing that you can do because we've talked about people being intimidated about sharing the gospel and uh, what that looks like and. You know, we know that that intimidation is part of the fear from the enemy, right? Uh, the devil That's himself. Right. We we shouldn't be afraid. Uh, certainly, it's the greatest news uh, information, and it and it certainly should be the greatest thing that's happened to you in your life. Yeah, um, that's right. And I know we uh, we can measure that to our weddings and our children, and all those things are wonderful. And truly, it's hard to package that up and say, "Wow." even better, <laughs> you know, that's right. Uh, in our, in our flesh, in the worldly view that we have, even better is the fact that there was a time when, uh, we were, we were moved to accept Christ as our savior. And, mm-hmm. uh, as Justin mentioned in our church, and probably we've all heard it a million times before, given the keys to the kingdom, that's uh, right. you know, we, our kingdom life started that moment mm-hmm. and, uh, it's eternal 
and it's uh, more vast and greater than anything we can imagine. Uh, and yet sometimes we look at the worldly things that uh, we go through and, and try and compare them. And uh, frankly, there is no comparison. So to know your testimony, uh, to, to be able to share it, I think that's foundational because it's the, it's the one thing that's true for you that you can share with everyone. It's not something that you would stumble through and change when you talk to people. Yes. Uh, it's your story. Uh, yeah, it's right. really what happened. So, uh, and, and who you are now as a result of it. So I think it's crucial uh, and maybe the building block of the next episode about sharing the gospel. So, Yeah, that's right. And so what we'll be doing today is talking about sharing your testimony, and then we get into how to share the gospel presentation. And uh, I've used this illustration called the bridge illustration for years and years, and I've kind of ad- adapted it over the years to be able to go, well, sometimes you actually have something to write on, sometimes you don't. Uh, And then, Ken, I think what we ought to do in future episodes is then kind of go on to, because I know you and I, we've talked about on the podcast, okay, so even if you know how to share your testimony and you know how to then share the gospel, that very first time where you know that God's calling you to share with somebody, Mm -hmm. but uh, I don't know what to say, just to get the words out initially, and how does that work? And, you know, I mean, that's kind of the biggest, a lot of times the biggest obstacle, right? So, So we'll give some tips on how to do that, both in your neighborhood and in your uh, workplace, and I'd love to get some other uh, folks involved here that I know who've already done this um, even better than you and I have, and so... Uh, so yeah, so over the next couple of months, that'll be kind of the course, and uh, I'm really excited about it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, so kind of episode one to this series would be uh, how to share your testimony, and I often tell people, I mean, it's just so easy to get kind of intimidated as it relates to sharing your testimony, and really, I think personally, it ought to just be, I don't know if I want to say easy, but certainly simple in that you're just telling the story of kind of what happened to you, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just your story. And so it's really just your life story and how you came to know Jesus. And so there are three sections to what I would what I would recommend for people on how to share your testimony. I always tell people kind of in advance, kind of the first first step is even in as we as we go through these three steps is to be able to at first write it down, right? You first sort of write it down and whether that's on a computer or pen and paper, getting it down first, I think is good because you're just able to practice, to change, to, well, actually this didn't happen this way or that way. And so uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that towards the end, but really, really part one is what was I like before I accepted Christ, hmm. right? And so this first section, kind of some of the things that you might want to put in there is, what was my life like that will relate most to the non-Christian? And I think that's that's important because if you're, obviously, if you're sharing your testimony, you're probably sharing it a lot of times with someone that doesn't know Jesus yet. And being able to have them relate to you and go, yeah, that would I can wait to that. You know, that that might be in, in my position. So so that's really the first step. Uh, the second uh, part of before I accepted Christ, what did my life revolve around the most? What did I get my security or happiness from? And I know 
uh, Ken, I've heard your testimony, and uh, there was a lot to tell in yeah. this first section for you, wasn't there? Yeah, that's right. And uh, I would say that there, you know, God's going to put people in your path that that are are going to be moved by what you've been through to some degree, whether it is that they have gone through or are going through the same things. Yes, um, I find it remarkable that often. God puts the people who you he can use your stuff the most with in your path, right? I mean, yeah, so that's no, you're right. Yeah, and I think that even in that you know in that first part, as we talk about sharing your testimony, I think one of the things that intimidates a lot of people um, are maybe people that have been kind of through the the muck that I've been through, right? So like people that have a lot of baggage in their background mm-hmm. probably are a little bit more intimidated to share their testimony because they're afraid of what that impact might have on their relationship or their dialogue. But I would tell you and encourage you that you went through that and God pulled you out of it for a reason. And maybe that reason is just to get someone else out of it. Maybe that reason is just to help somebody else who, um, Mm. you you know, you've, you've been through specific circumstances where you can really impact somebody else's life who's going through those things. And you can give them great pleasure in knowing that it gets better. It's going to be better Mm. and it's okay. But a lot of times, you know, it's not going to be better without God. It's not going to be perfect uh, right away when you give your life to Christ either. Right. Um, some, for some it is, but it, you know, you've been through those circumstances so that you can help others get through them. Yeah. I always think that's really amazing because you often hear those stories where it's the person that's been through like drug and alcohol mm. uh, stuff earlier in their life that ends up ministering to the people who are currently going through drug and alcohol stuff, right? Yeah, that's or, right. Or, I mean, it's just amazing how God does that. And certainly when you're initially going through the drug and alcohol stuff yourself, mm-hmm. you'd never think that someday God was going to use you to minister to others. So, yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, God working everything out for for good, right? So, uh, it is really amazing. As it relates to that as well, the last part, I guess I would say, in the encouragement of writing down your life story before you accepted Christ would be, how did those areas begin to let me down? Mm. And so, because a lot of times we're living for the flesh, we're living, you know, trying to, to please ourselves, and inevitably those things begin to let us down, right? I mean, yeah. we know post-Christ that those things are never going to be satisfying, that's right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, and sometimes it's a challenge to share that and get it across to someone who's, you know, still in that world. Right. Uh, it, they, <laughs> right. Uh, they may feel that, uh, they're quite comforted by the things that they seek. And that's not just drugs and alcohol. It's uh, right. you know, so many, the pleasures of the world. Uh, um, and it, it can be the smallest snare in someone's life that they don't even realize. And, and I know that, the, for those who are in certain situations, whether it be drugs and alcohol and, you know, unfortunately today, you know, modern day pornography is probably the, you know, one that's of the right. largest, worst uh, tools of the enemy, I think, that's out there. Mm-hmm. Um, the access to it is just incredibly easy. It, it, you know, I think all those things make people feel uh, feeble and weak. Uh, and I would tell you that as a Christian coming out of these different things, right, there's there's no need to feel feeble and weak. In fact, you are mighty because of who has gone before you and prepared the way for you to communicate your story to other people. God has put you on a platform that he is 
you know, he's the fortress around it, right? He's the, he's what makes it mighty. And you can mm. share that and feel confident in, uh, all those troubles and anxieties that you have about sharing your story, uh, should go away when you realize that God is God's God's, I hate to use the word, right? But God's got your back, right? I mean, he's, he's, <laughs> right. he's got you covered right? Uh, and he's going to use it. You'll be more encouraged once you see how much that can impact somebody's life. Yeah, that's right. That's great. Thank you for that. So we're talking about, you know, uh, sharing your testimony. Initially, you're writing all of this down. Step one is to write down what happened to you before Christ, before you accepted Christ. Uh, then you move on in your testimony to how I received Christ or how I gave him complete control of our, my life. And this is, of course, the the good news part, right? I love it's here's who I was before. Here's how I got to know Jesus. And certainly things like when did I, when was the first time that I heard the gospel? What were my initial reactions? When, when did my attitude begin to turn around? And, you know, in my own testimony, I have this sort of part where it's about a nine month period where I began to hear about Jesus really wrestled with that for a really long time, it seemed like. Of course, you know, I was a teenager, so uh, everything seemed long then, but uh, uh, where I finally went, well, either Jesus is who the Bible says he is, or this is just the biggest lie ever, and came to a point where I really believed that Jesus was uh, the Lord and Savior, and that he wanted to do something in my own life. And, uh, And that, we could say a lot about that, but that's really the the crux of it, right? Mm. To be able to go, here's what my encounter with Jesus was like. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, uh, I was just talking to somebody the other day about this, that, you know, we we're told that God's word, uh, this message of salvation seems like foolishness to the non-believer. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't make sense to them. And one of the hardest things I think for me to convey to somebody still is that when you've given your life to Christ, when you've submitted to him, accepted him as Lord and Savior, asked him to forgive you of your sins, and you know truly embraced and believed in him, he reveals that this is truth. Right. And then you understand that it's truth. It's not a, you don't immediately understand everything, right? Right. But there's a knowledge that this is, this is the truth. Mm-hmm. And I, to convey that feeling and understanding to somebody is still complicated for me sometimes that I know this doesn't make sense completely to you now, but I will tell you that God will give you a, uh, a feeling like none other that this is the truth. Mm. Um, and that's a, Strange thing to communicate to somebody, I think sometimes. That's um, right, but it's true, right? I mean, we—it is very true. Yeah, when we talk about what's you know what's truth and what's lies, and you know, a lot of people in the secular world would say, um, "Well, everybody has their own truth and all this nonsense," <laughs> right? No, everybody doesn't have their own truth, and and when you when you know God, um, there's a, a knowledge and a, a surety that this is true. Uh, this is the way. Uh, it is God, one God, the creator of all things, and uh, and it's his son, Christ, God himself. Mm. It, that is the truth. And I, you yeah. know, I, I do think maybe in, as we discuss this and go through it, um, that's an area where it's it, that's tough for me sometimes to make somebody understand because, like God said, this is still foolishness to them. That's right. Yeah, yeah there's a part with, that we we have a certain responsibility in all of this, and then God has a part that really only he can do, yeah. right, for sure. <laughs> 
And so, yeah, just as you were talking, I was thinking about these final two areas I have and kind of the how I received Christ. What were the final struggles I went through in my mind before I accepted Christ? And, you know, for me, I'd had such a little exposure to this gospel uh, in advance of actually hearing about it that for me, it was just kind of, well, where does it come from? And, you know, there was just, I'd done a lot of study on evolution and kind of halfway believed that, but still had some doubts. And so, you know, there's just a lot of struggles there initially. And then the final part is, why did I go ahead and accept Christ? Maybe the final thing to say before we take our break here is, you know, in this section, a lot of times you might intersperse a gospel presentation into this, depending on who you're talking to. I know before we were recording, you were just telling me a story about you were sharing with somebody and it just didn't seem like it was kind of right the, the right time to actually bring in a lot of the the verses that we would include in a gospel presentation, which we'll talk about in the next episode. But certainly there is some interplay there, right? That sometimes as you're, as you're talking about your testimony, you might say, yeah, I heard Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That really hit me deeply. You know, there, there would be maybe some, you know, in, in the past, those two things were one, right? A gospel presentation with a testimony. I've separated them over the years just because it seems like initially that's just kind of telling your story is really what might be most effective. Mm-hmm. But certainly you can allow the Holy Spirit to direct you as you share your story. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. And um, I would say this to that is that, you know, our stories are powerful and they are, God uses our stories, obviously, uh, our life as example and such. Um, but yet there is nothing more powerful than we can say than God's breathed word. That's right. Uh, so I yeah. think that he does use those scriptures to, you know, to really do something in, in a man's, and I'm men and women, mm-hmm. um, in, in their hearts. Yeah. Uh, something that's changes. Right. There's a blueprint that's already there, right? And when they hear God's word, uh, there's something powerful there. Very powerful. Yeah. Well, that's a great place to allow our friend Tom Muller to say a few words to us. So let's take a little quick break. And uh, Ken, when we get back, uh, when we come back, we'll talk about third step, which is, okay, we've accepted Christ. What happened after I accepted Christ? And then uh, give some helpful hints. So uh, we'll be back right after this. Hi, I'm Tom Muller. As a pastor or ministry leader, you know the value of having congregation members excited about God's work, both at home and abroad. Think about having a church full of people who know their place in God's great mission, engaged to reach the world for Jesus. That's a church on fire. Or maybe you're a conference director looking for a dynamic speaker to come in and point people toward fulfilling the great commission in their lives. Mike Falkenstein would love to come and serve your church or conference by making a great speech to attendees on a Sunday morning or for a weekend event, making your event a huge success. Mike has a deep desire to make your job easier. Visit Mike's website at MikeFalkenstein.com and go to the speaking page to find out more about how you can have him come and serve you in this way. Well, Ken, we're having a great conversation about uh, how to share our testimonies, and 
We've already talked about the first step, which is to talk about what will happen before I accepted Christ. Then we talk about kind of how I received Christ and what God did in that whole thing in our lives. And then the third part is after I accepted Christ and after I gave him complete control of our li- of, of my life, right? And so a couple of things to, for folks to think about as you're writing this down, maybe some of you get excited about this and do this for the first time. I always like to talk about specific changes and illustrations about the changes that Christ made, right? So you can, we're just talking about pornography. So if you struggled with pornography, you accept Christ and you can say, yeah, I don't, I don't struggle with that as much anymore. Or Jesus has taken that desire away from me. Or, you know, when I do have struggles, I pray and you know, he helps me through that. And the other part, I guess, is, you know, how am I motivated differently, right? So a lot of that would be, you know, we talked about at the first step, what areas were in control of my life. And now it may be, yeah, those things aren't, I don't struggle with those things as much. You know, I'm motivated Mm -hmm. very differently to please Jesus, to want to tell others about him. You know, I mean, he really hopefully has done a complete 180 in your life, right? That's right. And I do think that there's, uh, for, for the Christian who's out there listening, um, hopefully, mo- you know, I think that most of our audience uh, yes. is probably already uh, a believer and we're talking to you about sharing your testimony. And, mm. But for but for you uh, that, that's out there, I think that uh, a lot of times I've talked to many Christians and, and not immune to this myself, right? But the things that troubled us before still haunt us in a way, right? I mean, this is part of the struggle, mm. right? But but that's right. you have to you have to know that uh, though you may be haunted, though you may still uh, find that draw to something, God yeah. is yeah, God is uh, is enough for you to to defeat defeat it because he can defeat it you you can't by yourself um and you have to accept that i think that's probably one of the more critical things in our lives is right to immediately accept that okay what if it's alcohol if it's finances if it's uh lust pornography if it's um lying if it's selfishness even right i mean these are things that you cannot control yourself um you cannot that's right. And if you, ex- the quicker you accept that, the better <laughs> off you're going to be in your struggle. Uh-huh. Uh, because uh, we, one of the things about uh, this world is it is uh, filled with things that are way beyond. I mean, we know that there's uh, a, a kind of this spiritual battle going on out there, right? And, That's right. Um, we're in the in the midst of it, and I think a lot of times we forget that. And um, That's right. Yeah, you, lean on God. Uh, he will certainly uh, be enough to carry you through. And though you may still fall because we are quick to turn to our own fleshly desires. We're quick to think that we can handle it ourselves. Um, and as a result, we fall uh, and know that God is there with open arms for you. But, you but you know, if you don't turn to him, you are going to lose. You're, that's right. You're not going to make it. That's right. So, and, yeah. you know, that's a, a good point, I think, Ken, because certainly in the section of your testimony that is, after I received Christ, mm-hmm. to be able to say, this is something I still struggle with, and it's only through Jesus' power, through Jesus' blood, yeah. that I that I see victory in yeah. this, right? Because you're exactly right, and that could be a whole other episode uh, we know from 
uh, I believe it's First Peter 5, that our enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. That's right. First and, Peter 5, 8. That's yeah, that's right. One of my favorite. Verses. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and boy, it, it's so, yeah, that's another episode because it's so easy to forget that or to, yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's there's a lot to that for sure. So, and of course, including that in your testimony may be really a fantastic thing. So, so we have these three sections of our testimony, and so we're writing it down. And what I often tell people is not only to write it down to collect your thoughts, but also write the way that you speak. Right. So, uh, rather than you know having it be perfect English or you know. Uh, whatever, it needs to be something that comes from you. And if you speak in certain ways or you know, use certain idioms a lot or whatever, uh, of course, the person you're sharing may already know you and may know that you speak that way. And so I think it's important to, you know, to write the way that you speak. <laughs> sort of secondly, you know, practice it over and over to the point where you have it memorized. And that's something that, you know, just takes a little bit of time. But once you have it written down, you know, you can memorize it over time. Mm -hmm. It might take a little time. And so I saw you kind of chuckling there. Was there something about right the way you speak that hits you? Yeah, that's so funny because that's exactly what it was that hit me. My wife always, because I love to write, mm -hmm. um, and my wife always says, you write the way you speak. <laughs> oh. So, <laughs> now my wife teaches our children, right, as a homeschool family. Oh, right. Um, and obviously in proper writing you would yes. not write the way you speak um yes but this is different so right i chuckle so if honey you're listening uh you know i'm i'm doing what i'm supposed to do writing the way i speak <laughs> that's um, right yeah this yeah. is the one case at least where you can do that yeah, and no, you should right. do that right yeah. so yeah because if you try and reach into the bag of uh the the big words that some of those uh southern preachers might use uh, it's not going to be you it's not going to sound like you and people are going to quickly right. go this is not what i, I want to hear right now yeah so, that's right. That's right. Uh, the other the only other hint that I have, kind of the tip that I have is kind of maybe a two-part one. On one hand, you want to shoot what I call sh shoot for being short. Initially have your testimony be about three minutes. Of course, that's another reason why, by the way, you want to write it down is if you're just kind of shooting from the hip, a lot of times it just goes to be, before you know it, it's 20 minutes, right? I mean... Mm -hmm. <laughs> And so now there's times I often tell people to have sort of a, a, a three minute, a five minute and an eight minute version of your testimony. Uh, the reason for that is that depending on the context or the person or the situation that you're sharing, you can, you might have a little bit more time, right? So you can talk a little bit more about, you know, your life before Christ and what he did in your life or, but I guess my main point here is, and this is kind of maybe sharing your testimony, the 200 level is having kind of multiple versions and all of that. But certainly it's nice to be able to err on the side of being short just because, you know, you're just going to begin to lose some people if you're sharing a 30 minute testimony, right? So yeah, that's right. And, uh, you know, that's, that can be tough for me. I'm long winded. If you know, those who know me know, <laughs> I love to talk. And obviously here on this program, right, yeah. it's hard. For right. Me to, we love to talk. <laughs> hard for me to shut my mouth sometimes, but 
you know, you, God may give you opportunities to be in front of a crowd of people and share for 20 or 30 minutes. Um, I, I've had that happen to me. Uh, but you know, the truth is, is that what, you, what you're trying to convey to somebody, this is not, it sounds like when we talk like it's an elevator speech, it's not an elevator speech. No, this is the truth about your life. Um, and, and you're trying to share it, um, with someone in, 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 get them involved in your life quickly so that they can understand what you came from and where you are. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's because of Christ that you are where you are. So, you know, you're, you're trying to share that with them in a short time and you'll be given opportunities. But I also wanted to go back and say, as far as writing down your testimony, you know, I think for a lot of us, I think we might forget what an impact Christ had on our life. And that's that's why it's so critical to write down your testimony. I can tell you that, uh, I was in, in, as it relates to both of these things I just spoke of, I was asked at one men's group to share my kind of my testimony, but really a a life story sort of, right. So a longer version of, you know, what was going on, what happened, why, and where I am now and all these things. And during that time, I, you know, I took a couple weeks in advance to start journaling about my life and as I wrote, man, there were times where I just wept and, uh, mm. there were times when I was encouraged. There were times when I struggled to put anything down because I was, you know, there's things in my life that really affected me in a way that I did not realize, mm. you know? And, uh, and I'm actually not one of these guys who's into opening up old wounds and, you know, I feel like what we left at the cross, we left, God has, uh, thrown that from us. And, um, I don't, I'm not a big guy on reflecting back on everything to reopen and examine wounds. Um, Not that I think it's bad, but what I am uh, big on is being able to reflect back and just take note of really what, what was your life? Um, What are the things that did affect you? And, and then realize that, you know, when you gave your life to Christ, when you came to the cross, those things are wiped away from you. They're gone. And you are new. You know, you're a brand new creation in Christ. Right. And and live like it. Um, you know, be oh, right. be a part of what you are. Uh God has made you a new person and you'll realize that more when you write it down and kind of explore That's right. it. Um and you I think you really can sit back and find unbelievable comfort and peace oh, right. in what God has taken you from. Yeah, it kind of reminds me, Ken, when you're talking about, uh, you know, we did the episode, the interview episode with our new colleague, Chuck, Chuck Lawless, and he talks about, you know, in terms of, you know, our, our made for mission questions, number three, kind of helpful suggestions for people to get involved with uh, the great, you know, to seek great commission fulfillment. And he talks about that, right? He just talks about, hey, go back to when you first accepted Christ and the kind of that excitement that you felt. And, you know, certainly your, you know, your testimony does that. I mean, in fact, if you're sharing it regularly, you're going back there often, you know, and in fact, that might be a good practice to do yeah. you know so so great stuff thanks everyone for joining us we're so glad that you're here kind of in terms of final encouragement i guess i would just say sharing your testimony is so foundational there's just so much scripture that talks about us being salt and light us you know uh you know our passages that we've talked about before mark 16 15 go into all the world and proclaim the gospel or preach the gospel I mean, it's something that God wants us to be doing, Jesus has called us to do, and we're certainly here to help you to be able to to be able to do that and to fulfill that. So if you want to connect with us, we'd love to have you do it. My website, MikeFalkenstein.com. I'm at Missions Mike on Twitter, Kins at Ken Watmore. 
on Twitter, and uh, we'd love to connect with you. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode, and we'll look forward to seeing you for the 21st episode of the Made for Missions podcast. Mm -hmm.